Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Josh Scanlon Podcast. I just got done doing some uh, some tutorials of two webinars, as a matter of fact, I had to pick some off the ground, on Social Security planning and how to maximize your Social Security benefit. Uh, I think it's actually pretty helpful. But two things I want to point out, and I'm going to share with you on the podcast, because I don't think you need the visual. You can always go to my YouTube channel or just go to Heritage Wealth Planning to see the video I do on this, but two things I want to point out that I want to just present to you. If I can do anything to convince you on the need to delay taking your social security benefit until you're 70 years old, uh, from a tax perspective, if you can get more of your income from social security, you're going to reduce your taxes significantly, my friends, significantly. From a survivorship benefit, if you have more income from your Social Security, not only your taxes reduced, which means your liquid net worth maintains itself longer as well, but on top of that, your surviving spouse has more liquid net worth in terms of IRAs that you leave to him or her, plus your own Social Security benefit as well. Because remember, when the higher earner dies, the lower earner will drop her benefit and step into the higher earner's benefit. It's just no two ways around that. So if you are, I'll just use myself as an example. I'm four years older than my wife. My wife sacrificed, what, 18 years? I mean, basically 20 years of not making hardly any money, if any money at all, to raise the kids. So essentially, her benefit would be half of mine. Now, if she picks up another job and starts making good money, I don't know exactly what it's going to do for her benefit, but the facts are what Social Security does, it takes your top 35 years of earnings and they calculate that to derive what's called your averaged index monthly earnings. Top 35 years. Well, for Charlotte, she's going to have 20 years of goose eggs, essentially, 20 years of nothing. So her top 35 years will only be 15 years of basically working as a teller at Bank of America 15, 20 years ago. Um, you know, maybe over the next 10 years, she'll, she'll do something where she's making forty or $50,000 a year. I don't know. But this is how stay-at-home moms get penalized for sure. Now, I don't have any qualm with that. I mean, that's the system that uh, we're dealing with. And, and I don't, you know, I mean, they can't, they're not paying in, so you can't expect them to get uh, any more than half their spouse's earnings. I don't have any qualm with that. But at the end of the day, the facts are Charlotte is going to have a lot of goose eggs in her 35 years of earnings record that will simply keep her benefit down. So without question, most likely, her benefit will be half of mine. Now, when I die, depending on when she files, when I file all this, but I won't get into that here right now. But essentially, when I die, she will she'll be she'll remove her own benefit, half of mine, and she'll step right into mine. Okay, so she's going to lose whatever she's earning at that point, and she'll step right into mine. So for simplicity, say my benefit's three thousand a month, her benefit's half of that, at fifteen hundred dollars a month. Old Josh dies, she she loses her $1,500 a month, but instead she'll get my $3,000 a month, if that makes sense. And that's called the survivor benefit. So not only if I'm leaving her $36,000 a year, uh, but it's guaranteed, there's cost of living adjustments as well. 
and because my benefit was significantly higher than what it would have been if I took early, which is what the vast majority of people do, um, she's going to have less withdrawals from the other accounts that we have. So she'll have more liquid net worth and just it'll keep her better sustained without question. So we have survivorship. We have sustainability of portfolios. We have lower taxes because I've talked on my YouTube channels. They haven't talked about so much on the podcast yet, but I will. But how taxes uh, from Social Security are much, much more favorable than taxes for any, any other source of income. And I'll do another podcast maybe tomorrow about how taxes on Social Security are worked so you can get a, a gauge for how that works, too. However, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is I'm just going to run a number um, in terms of how you can see the difference in delaying taking Social Security until you're 70 uh, from, from when if you're 62. So we're going to use a, an example of PIA, primary insurance amount of someone with $2,600 a month. Now, just remember, primary insurance amount, PIA, is the amount you're going to get at full retirement age. And that's based off your AIME, your average index monthly earnings, which is the top 35 years of annual uh, earnings that you've made. They, they add those each. So year one, year two, blah, blah, blah. They add all those up and then they divide by 420 because there's 420 months and 35 years. And that's your average index monthly earnings, your AIME. And then they're going to take a portion of that to give to you as your PIA. There's Ben rates. So the first $895, you're going to get 90% of. The next $4,500, you're going to get 32% of. And anything above that, you're going to get uh, 15% of. And again, I won't go into that here because it can be hard to understand that via podcast. But just remember, your AIME is one thing. Your PIA is a, is what your is the is what your mum is the number you're going to get once you hit full retirement age. The amount of Social Security benefit is your PIA at full retirement age, which we'll just say 66. For me, it's 67 because I was born in uh, beyond 1960. If you're born before 1960, you'll be 66 and something. It might be 66, 66 and two months or so on, so on. So just for simplicity, we're going to say FRA is 66 years old. My PIA, the amount I'm getting at my FRA at 66 years old is 2600 Now, I can take a benefit earlier than that. I can take my benefit at 62 but my benefit would be reduced by 25%. So instead of getting 2,600, I'm actually only getting 1,950, okay? Now, if I take, if I wait till I'm 70, that 2,600 will grow to 3,432 because there's something called delayed earnings credits where you get 8% a year. So basically, as we see here today, today's numbers, I'm 62 now and I'm wondering, should I take my benefit early or wait? If I take it now, it's 1950. If I take it at full retirement age at 66, it's 2600. If I take it when I'm 70 years old with delayed earnings credits, it'll be 3432. Now, the, the, uh, the break even point at Social Security is 78 years old. So if you survive beyond your 78, you'll make more money by waiting until you're 70. If you're not going to survive until you're 78, you should take it as soon as you can, without question. But the vast majority of us who live till 62 are going to survive until we're 78. So you should you should delay taking as long as you can. But here it gets even more interesting because don't forget, benefits are adjusted for inflation as well. So now let's just say I took my Social Security at 62. By the time I'm 70, that benefit has grown from 1950 till 2394 because we're going to use a 2.6 inflation rate or average cost of living adjustment. 
which is pretty reasonable. That's what Social Security has been using. And I think that's a good place to, to look. 2.6 is our COLA, cost of living adjustment. So I took my benefit at 62. It went from 2,600, which is my PIA. But because I took it early, it was reduced by 25%. So my benefit was 1950. Now, each and every year, it grew at 2.6%. So it went from 1950 until now I'm 70 years old. My benefit is 2394. But what if I waited till I was 70? So that benefit would have been 3432 because instead of getting uh, 25% less than my PIA of 2600, I'm getting 32% more than my PIA, which means it's 3432. All right, so now I'm 70 years old. My benefit, if I take that 62, is 2394 because I'm adjusting with inflation. But if I wait till I 70 and it also gets adjusted for inflation, it's 4214. So basically, there's a $1,900 difference between the two. From 70 taking it, I get 4214. And then from 62, my benefit adjusted for inflation is 2394. Now I go till I'm 80, though, and my benefit has continued to grow at 2.6% a year. So it went from 2394 to 3095. However, my benefit, uh, when I, if I waited till I'm 70 and I started at 4214, went from 4214 to 5448. So now I was getting $1,900 more when I was 70 years old than what I did when I was 62. Now I'm getting $2,400 more when I'm 80 years old than I was when I'm because I took that 70 than I did when I took that 62. I'm only getting basically $3,100 if I at the age of 62 I claimed, and now I'm 80 years old and get $3,100. I'm getting $5,500 because I claimed that 70 because the cost of the living adjustments, you get more money on the higher amount you get. Think about it 2.6 on $100 is $2.60. 2.6 on $200 is $5.20. You see where that's going. The longer you wait to take Social Security, not only in the pure numbers is it greater, but from a cost of living adjustment, it comes significantly greater. So now I'm 80 years old and I'm making $2,400 more than other Josh who took it at 62 because I took it at 70. Now I fast forward to 90. The other Josh who took that 62 is getting $4,001 with a cost of living adjustment. Me, the good Josh who took that 70 is getting $7,000. A $3,000 a month difference, my friends. $3,000 a month difference. At 100, it's a $4,000 a month difference. So at 70 is basically 2,000. At 80 is 2,500. At 90 is 3,000. And at 100 is 4,000. That's the difference in waiting, not only purely looking at the number today, but looking at the COLA adjustments, cost of living adjustments as well. The longer you wait, the more your benefit's going to be, and the more the COLA adjustments will benefit you as well. Critically important, if you think you're not going to hit 78, well, take it. That's fine. If you think you're going to retire before 78, my friends, man, you need to wait. Because we're talking significant differences. So, so now I die at 80 years old or 85 years old. My, my wife is going to get either the benefit of a bad Josh who took that 62, which will be 3,500, or the benefit of good Josh who took that 70, which would be 6,200. Which do you think she'd rather get? She'd rather get the 6,200. 
So wait to take Social Security. It's a big deal. And it can affect not just you, not just your taxations, but your surviving spouse as well. All right, so that's all I want to talk about today. I don't really have a song of the day. I haven't thought it through. Maybe I'll think of something. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I haven't thought it through yet. But hope this helps. Hope, subscribe to the podcast. Come to YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com, type in Heritage Wealth Planning. And as always, go to HeritageWealthPlanning.com for more exciting episodes. And we'll see you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.